Welcome to the Joyful Journey podcast. If you're looking for more clarity in your life, clarity of purpose or how to activate that purpose, and you are someone who wants to operate from your highest self to be a force for good you know this world craves, then this is the show for you. I'm Anita Adams, your host and guide to finding clarity and creating a life you love. Let's tap into our inner wisdom, access our highest self, and unleash joy. As we do this, we raise our vibration and heighten the collective consciousness. And that, my friend, is the joyful journey. Let's dive in. Hey, Joyful Journeyer, Anita Adams here. And today I'm excited to introduce you to my guest, Michelle Parad. Michelle is a holistic business coach who helps entrepreneurs launch and grow their mission-driven business, live their best possible life, and increase their impact and prosperity through mastery of their cell method, which we'll get Michelle to elaborate on a bit. Michelle has over 12 years of marketing and business development experience experience with expertise in helping businesses scale through innovative partnerships, campaigns, events, and communication. Michelle became keenly passionate about the study of consciousness, mindset, and well-being seven years ago and immersed herself in various spiritual modalities, including Kabbalah, energy healing, and gene keys, and studied with renowned shaman around the world. Michelle is an advanced theta healer practitioner. Wow, Michelle, you got a lot going on, and I'm so excited to have you here today. Thank you. Thank you for joining me. Thank you so much for that beautiful introduction, and thank you for having me. Yeah, awesome. Well, you make it easy for me. I really, I really appreciate all the information you gave me on your business, and I'm so excited to connect with a like-minded, spiritually heart-centered centered leader. So it's just, it's a real pleasure to have you on the show today. So I wanted to start with hearing a little bit about your personal story. You said that you became keenly passionate about about consciousness, mindset, and well-being seven years ago. So was there something that happened seven years ago that that triggered all that? Yes. So, uh, you know, for those who are a little bit into astrology, uh, that was right around the time of Saturn return for me. Um, and so at that time, I mean, for the first, I would say 29 years of my life, uh, I did not come from a very religious background. I had no interest or understanding of that there even existed a creator or a God. Um, and so uh, it was interesting to, for some reason, I was in a place where I was in what was supposed to be a dream job and uh, working in Silicon Valley for a really um, innovative startup company. And I found myself going to the World Economic Forum to organize an event. And for anyone, that would be a dream place to be in. And I was meant to, um, you know, see and listen to and speak with some of the world's leaders. And Al Gore was supposed to be at, at this event. And I found myself self-sabotaging my appearance there. And uh, the night before the event, I ended up uh, essentially getting into an accident in my bedroom, (laughs) which I can't really quite explain. And to this day, people ask me, like, what really happened? But, you know, my knee completely gave out. And I had to go get surgery the next day. So I missed the whole thing. And, uh, you know, it was an occurrence that, you know, I think my anxiety and stress around the whole thing uh, really self-sabotaged. And uh, I realized, you know, I had many instances where I knew how powerful my mind was, but that was an instance where it was very clear in the more of the negative sense of how much, 
you know, your fear can manifest (laughs) into, into reality. And so that was one of, you know, example, I had many uh, such examples that sort of jolted me into, you know, well, if I created this, you know, how can I create something beautiful with the opposite uh, feelings and intentions instead. And so um, that was, you know, one area that really launched me into thinking about what was the purpose of my life? Um, what am I even doing in this job? Why am I just going to work and coming back? And at that time, just doing what everyone else was doing, which is, you know, watching TV, mm. maybe meeting with some friends. And and there was just this big hole in my heart where I didn't quite understand what was missing, but I knew that this wasn't it. Mm. And I knew that um, I was very restricted in how I was showing up in the world. And, um, and so, you know, that, that really, I went, essentially from not, you know, really believing in God to going straight into what was a mystery school. (laughs) And so I went from kind of one extreme to the other, but I was looking for something. I didn't quite know what it was. I went to see an astrologer and he said, you're, you're very spiritual. Maybe you should look into different modalities. In fact, you know, you might become a healer uh, as part of your path. And I was like, I don't even know what a healer is. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't understand. Um, and so, yeah, a lot of what he said ended up becoming true later down the line. Um, but you know, I had interestingly, a lot of family friends that were into Kabbalah. So that's, that was my starting point. And, uh, even though, you know, the Kabbalah center is really where most people start, uh, for some reason, <laughs> I ended up going to a class in San Francisco that was from this mystery school. And so it was it was from the uh, a different kind of lineage. And it was teaching um, not just intellectually about Kabbalah, but energetically mm, cool. uh, many of the hermetic principles around Kabbalah as well. Um, and, and Kabbalah is Jewish mysticism, correct? You know, it's mostly associated with Jewish mysticism, just because a lot of rabbis, ancient rabbis did, um, you know, bring it forth and study it. And Mm -hmm. so it's, it's well associated with that. However, it predates any religion. And actually they found the tree of life in India and many other countries, you know, centuries and centuries ago. So I think it's a blueprint that we all received and should have uh, access to uh, as our way to, you know, cleanse and return to becoming the creators of our our own life, essentially. Mm. Yeah, I love that. Uh, Something I talk a lot about as well, being uh, the creator of our own life, a co-creator with the divine, the divine within. Um, it's so interesting because I've, I've only recently been introduced to Kabbalah. I met a, a woman here on Bowen Island. I live on Bowen Island on the west coast of Vancouver. And uh, she's she's uh, studies Jewish mysticism and Kabbalah. And, and she gave me a bunch of books on Kabbalah. So I'm, I'm just at the beginning of, of that journey. And, and the more I'm learning, I'm like, oh, that's so aligned with a lot of my beliefs that have are pieces from a, a number of different things. Unlike you, I, I did grow up in a, a religious setting and then I, I stepped away from religion um, for a number mm-hmm. of years. Uh, and then I just felt very much like you, felt like something was, there's something missing, there's something more and started mm-hmm. to explore my spirituality as well. And what a journey, mm-hmm. what a journey, right? Like this is. It's a big part of being human. I mean, we are all spiritual beings. And then when we come back to that, and I do feel like it is a coming back to a, a remembering, if you will, that we are spiritual beings, that all sorts of possibilities open up for us. 
Just so wonderful. I love what you said um, that you recognize that you manifested this sort of the self-sabotaging incident um, at this this um, big event that was happening. And that made you question how can if I manifested this in a negative way, how can I manifest things in a in a positive way? Can you tell us a little bit about that journey? Like what, what did that look like coming to that realization or were there any steps, any things that you did that helped you to actually create your reality with the way you think? Mm. Well, if I think back, uh, you know, so I grew up playing a lot of tennis. I was ranked and, and so it was a really big part of my upbringing. Um, and so if I think back to, when I played different tournaments, um, you know, when I set myself up for playing with flow and ease and grace, the whole experience was so different (laughs) from when I came with it with anxiety and fear or believing that the other person was better than me or whatever insecurities, if I brought that to the match, it would just, it would show up exactly as I thought it would. Right. Yeah. So um, I was keenly aware of that, I think from a young age as it is. Um, But it was only when I really entered into this mystery school where they started to really ingrain more into my psyche that no, we, we are actually like gods mm-hmm. on this earth. We just forgot who we were. Yeah. That's and I think that before that I was just much more operating as more of, you know, more victim and also like I'm, I'm, you know, circumstances are random, right? Things happen to me randomly um, I take them as I go and I do my best. Right. And here it was, these teachings were really like, you know, you're a little bit more in control of what happens to you. Um, and so it just, it take, took a lot of rewiring and years and years of rewiring. And even, you know, today there's still things that kind of come up that show me, okay, there's, there's something I haven't quite resolved yet. And in terms of really, really knowing that full well, that, uh, you know, we can create our experience. I love that. Um, I love what you just said, that there are things that come up that show me things that come up that show me and that's, you got to be paying attention. It's like paying attention to the words you use even, right. And how you're talking Mm -hmm. about yourself and what's happening around you and how are you reacting to certain situations? Because those, your Mm -hmm. reactions are showing you something as well, aren't they? Yes, absolutely. And uh, the more work you do, the more energy healing too, the more you have to be even more cognizant because your words become even more powerful. Mm -hmm. So they manifest even quicker. (laughs) So, you know, in a positive or negative sense, um, you know, for instance, you know, on a negative sense, I was riding the train, you know, with my friend, and back in that was in that time. And when I was going for Palo Alto to San Francisco and I might have said something to my friend that was something like I'm broke or something broke. And then the train halted and it broke down. <laughs> and then wow. I was like, okay, this isn't a coincidence. Right. You know, and similarly, I've had other instances where I'm like, I want, you know, and it could be the smallest thing. Like I want this chocolate cake. And then I get really specific about what it's, what's on there. And, you know, the details, like it has this kind of sprinkle or whatever. And like, I'm served that exact thing. Right. And so, uh, so it's, it's very true. You know, what you say about, it's not just what you think, but also what you say and what you think internally as well. So that's where, uh, you know, we, we don't catch ourselves as much, which is we've got this internal dialogue that's Mm. going on in the back 
And sometimes we engage with it and notice what's going on and, and you can cancel it out, you know, as soon as you have a thought that's kind of negative, apparently, I don't know exactly what the statistic is, but someone told me that, um, a good deed or a good thought actually manifests very quickly and a bad one takes longer to manifest. So um, that's good (laughs) for us uh, because there's time to change our mind and to to reconfigure. Right. Um, That's interesting. I I wonder, you know, like I I think of some people that I know that um, they don't even know how negative they are about their lives. They're they're not aware and they're constantly speaking negatively about their, their lives and their circumstances. And I feel like that um, there's one person in particular, I feel like she just, she's continuing to attract and create more of that in her life and just trying to, to reprogram that and, and pointing out that she's doing it is not enough. So mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if, if you've got any words of wisdom that you can offer to somebody like me who wants to guide um, a friend and a family member to change that that perception, that way of thinking of the world. Any, any insights or thoughts on that? Uh, I mean, sometimes it's, it's genetic, right? It's yeah, I wonder. something that kind of gets passed down to us. Yeah. Um, you know, just the other day, uh, you know, I, for my personal, and I was kind of laughing it off, but it's like, and, and my family has a lot of superstitions. They're like, um, my background is, yeah, they're Jewish from Ukraine. And so, yeah, there's a lot of superstitions. And so it's like, oh, before you go to an event, make sure to like put a pin in your dress. Cause we don't want anyone giving you an evil eye. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so it's, it's super intriguing where people get these, these ideas from, these yeah. ideas from, um, and it's, so it's really up to us to, to notice that and break the cycle yeah. at the end of the day. Um, but it, it first and foremost comes from that desire and, the, and that, say, you know, yeah, that understanding just, that yeah. you can change it. Yeah. You have to want to change it, to, to change it. And I'm thinking about yeah. this one person and, and I think she actually, I don't want to say that she likes the place that she's in, but there's maybe a comfort in it in some strange way that she knows this, this place and she can't seem to push past that and, and actively want something better. I don't don't know about that. As I'm saying that out loud, I'm not sure if that's entirely fair. I just don't Mm -hmm. see a willingness from this individual who I care about to, want to choose something different for her life. I think it just becomes so much of someone's persona is like Mm. the storyline almost. It's like almost it's part of who they are, Mm. you know, like somebody who works really hard at their job. And so I don't know what her circumstances are, but it's almost like it's this weird, like relationship with that because then on the one hand, they actually take pride in it in a strange way yeah so like sometimes whatever it is is serving them in some way where they're like oh and i'm burning myself out but i feel good about myself because i've now like gotten myself to this level within an organization and so sometimes people hold on to those negative things because there's like there's actually some positive small positive to it right um So that's the ironic part of it. And they're so comfortable like in that they don't even know what it's like to have the opposite. Yeah. It's still that feeling that's where maybe this doesn't have to be part of my reality anymore. Yeah. Um, It's very interesting. I I think you hit it on the nose though, when you said that you have to want it yourself, you have to want to make the change and then be proactive about that and have the intention used. I don't know if you use that word or not, but um, making that an intentional choice of how Mm -hmm. you're going to go into that, that tennis match or how you're going to do, how you're going to approach life. You know, today I choose joy. Today I choose love. 
and move through life with those intentions and you're more likely to find joy you're more likely to experience love right exactly yeah but it you know it comes from unfortunately just a lot of people don't have the awareness the overall Mm -hmm. awareness that that there's that ability to choose yeah and and that's why you and i and so many other people are doing the work we're doing because we're wanting to help people recognize that right and right back to that place of understanding who you really are and that you have so much potential and you can create your reality all right let's um i want to know more a little about the the work you do uh you you talk about um a cell method that you teach your clients and i believe Mm -hmm. that's an acronym s-e-l-l can you elaborate on that a little bit yeah of course uh so one of my flagship programs is called sell your brilliance and so um The meaning behind cell is not really from the traditional standpoint of, you know, the intention really is, first of all, understand yourself deeply in a way that you know what your brilliance is Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh, and what, you know, you're you're really gifted at. And that in of itself is a journey uh, because, again, we have to unlearn so many things about the stories that people have told us. Uh, even about what we're good at and what we're not good at. Like if somebody told us when we were young, oh, you would be a good good at being a nurse, you know, maybe for some reason that got ingrained into us just because somebody else told us that. And so we, a lot of times we get information externally. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's really about learning uh, to go inwards and understand you know, what brings us joy even? What do we like? What do we not like? I mean, we didn't even, you know, this should be part of our education <laughs> process. I agree. You're so speaking but my it's language. Not. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, so, so the first process is just unraveling what is your brilliance and then everybody's given from, you know, the creator specific, unique blueprints and, um, So I've discovered for myself a number of different spiritual tools that have helped me. And I've gone through a long process myself of going through, you know, three, four different business models and (laughs) ways that I could express myself. Yeah. Um, And so, and, and I think that will continue to evolve as I evolve as well. Um, but through that discovery process for myself, I, um, have, you know, essentially created a methodology for others to make it easier for other people to, uh, really get down to, you know, even to the details of, uh, their strategy. And that's not just what they provide, but who, who they're here to serve, how they're meant to show up what's their strategy, you know, with regards to marketing themselves. And, um, and, and again, that has nothing to do with old paradigms of selling. So it's actually breaking down all the, all unlearning once again, all the ways that we've been taught about how to sell and um, Mm -hmm. how to outreach. And um, the sell that I'm talking about, um, I break it down into, source experience liberate and then light up so (laughs) source is uh uh, really finding a way that you can connect with your higher self and be able to yeah essentially channel information for yourself um and uh you know there's there's different ways that, that i can teach people i again we use the theta healing method but there there's many ways um, and that's not just reserved for intuitive people. Everybody can. Everybody has this, ability. this for themselves. Yeah. And I made the mistake in the past of always um, leaning on my mentors and other people yes. to tell yes. me um, what's best for me. <laughs> and uh, then I had to uh, once again, come back and, and, and speak to my own body and understand, okay, what part of that resonates and what part can I leave, you know, behind? Um, and so that, that part's really the first part and super important. And then 
once you have, you know, a general sense idea of what it is that you're designed to do, then it's, okay, let me experiment with this and and see like how this is coming out into reality. How can I experience myself? And as you experience yourself um, with that comes more joy, more confidence, you know, more ideas come through and it starts to evolve and take shape. Um, and then, you know, the, the liberate part is where I work with people on their subconscious mind, because, you know, even if you start to figure out what it is you're meant to do, um, we still have to, uh, release any blocks that we have around abundance or making money from our purpose, uh, or, all the multitude of ways that we could once again, you know, sabotage our success because uh, we don't have the worthiness around it or we don't have, yeah, specific programming essentially. So it's figuring out what programming we're missing so that we can go out and really bring our brilliance in the world. And then the, the last one is uh, around lighting up. So that is learning, you know, how to maintain and increase our energetic vibration um, so that, you know, what we are actually attracting is is of the best and highest because we can still, you know, the ideas that we can put forth, they can kind of live in different timelines, you know, either what you manifest, you know, will bring about partners and clients that give you a lot of hardship (laughs) or, you know, you can jump to a higher timeline and, and actually attract, you know, your soulmate clients and people that you love working with. And so that, that is another layer of work. um, That's part of the whole process. So great. I love this. There's so much clarity around it. And it's, um, it's very intentional to use that word again. I'm so sourced looking inwards, understanding who you are and and tapping into that inner source that we all have that um, I like to call it the inner wisdom. And then the experience I like that because that's your you are um, trying things on, aren't you? You're, you're experiencing it and how it feels in your body. Is this really the, is this the me, the, the best me I can put forward? And how can I continue to experience that? And it might be taking on and putting on different hats to try what that experience is like. Mm-hmm. Right? Absolutely. And then liberate, liberate the subconscious mind. Okay. So that's get letting go of the blocks, identifying the blocks that are mm-hmm. got you. And then uh, the last one, light up how to maintain that vibration. How do you stay in that high vibrational frequency so you can be the best version of you and shine your light brightly? Did I, did I mm-hmm. sum that up? Yeah, you encapsulated it very well. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I love it. It's, it's very, it's beautiful. It's really beautiful, Michelle. And, and uh, I love that you said, I think you said either on the on the recorded podcast or when we were speaking earlier that it took you time to yourself going through the experience and evolving and identifying what is your brilliance so you can bring your your best self forward and and be the greatest service to others and i think that's just it's beautiful and that's that's what we're all here to do is to figure that out to find our own brilliance to shine our light to be to boldly go and be fearless into stepping into the unknown as we we create who we want to be in this world. So beautiful. I love it. You're speaking my language. <laughs> awesome. Yes. Yes. And, you know, it's oftentimes we find answers in, um, in our struggles. Like what did we struggle with the most? Yeah. Right. And if we overcame that, then, there's gold there and there's information there about what we're actually meant to do. Um, So even the things that we call a mistake are not always a mistake at all. (laughs) They taught us something significant. And if we have, you know, enough hindsight and information, we can really extract. uh, Wow. You know, that, that experience actually, um, is something that, you know, I can teach other people about, or I can help others navigate through, through that specific place. 
So I give thanks for the darkest times of my life. And although I, I, I hope never to, to go, be, go back to those places and I hope I would never hope for other people necessarily to experience the, the same things or to cause the pain. I cause pain in people's life. I would, I would never want to do that again. Mm-hmm. And I am grateful for those experiences because I learned so much about me, about what's important, about who I am, what I really want. And I, you know, I call them the, the, those experiences. Those are the dark corners of our life. And we do need to shine a, li- a light on them. We do need to look inward and understand why, understand what's going on, understand who we really are. And it's, uh, it may take a while. Um, to appreciate those those yeah. dark spaces, and I and I believe that they can be the greatest gifts in our lives. They can really, truly be the greatest gifts later on the road down yes. the road when we get past the pain point. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Um, I understand you you have identified the pros and cons of using spirituality tools in business, and I'm so curious about that. Let's talk about what are those pros and cons when it comes to spiritual spirituality and using those tools in business. Yeah. Um, so it's interesting you format as pros and cons. I mean, I mostly say pros. Uh, the only cons that I would really highlight is, you know, when you approach any kind of tool, whether it's astrology or gene keys or human design, which is very popular these days, um, everything is kind of up for interpretation. So I find that sometimes I've had astrological readings. Funny enough, this very famous astrologer did a reading for me and said, you would be terrible at selling (laughs) (laughs) based on your chart. And that triggered me so much. Oh, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and it, I look back at that point and I'm like, well, that's very interesting that now I'm creating this whole method about how you can sell differently. That's and interesting. Way, you know, maybe he was thinking about it from a traditional standpoint. Um, but, you know, I think everything is can be an interpretation of the chart and, and people can put multiple meanings on it. And so I just... I wouldn't take anything too literally. And I also, um, you know, and and they talk about this in Kabbalah, but Mm -hmm. I think the point is, you know, look at it as as a map to get some clues about like where you were, your starting point. But the point is that doesn't define you and you can move out of what the stereotypes are about your chart. And that's really actually what it's about. It's like bringing yourself to the middle path. And if you realize you're a little bit tilted in one direction or the other, it's just where can you find a little bit more balance in your sign or in, you know, whatever you were given from Mm -hmm. birth. Um, So that's like the only part where I think that if people say, well, I, I can't do this because I'm a cancer or whatever, you know, I, I just would hesitate to say, I can't do something because of something in my chart. Right. Right. So just quick question. So when you say spiritual tools, are you specifically referring to astrological charts then? Uh, that is, you know, one of the tools, okay. definitely. Those are one of some of the modalities, but yeah, as I, as I said, I also mix in, um, the theta healing, which is a little bit of this kind of meditation hypnosis mis- mixed with psychology. Mm. Um, so, but yeah, in terms of the tools where it's, it's more like, it's a little bit more like, here's what your personality is, or mm-hmm. here are here's information about you. Um, it's just, I would say they're really helpful tools and hints, but, you know, take 
what you want from them right and and kind of leave the rest (laughs) yeah Um, you said something earlier about listening to what resonates and i think that's that's probably key isn't it if you mm -hmm. if you hear something and then you can ask does this resonate in my body does this feel right and you know like that's tapping into the source that you were talking about exactly that's right yeah yeah so it's um it takes some time to really understand your where your signals are in your body and for each person it's different. Hmm. For me, I, you know, ask source and then I ask for a specific, like very clear green check mark, like this this is a yes, you know, and then I get like an X for a no. Hmm. But you know, maybe for other people it's they get something in their solar plexus, like a feeling, you know, and so it's, it is pretty individual how, how they're designed. So it's really part of the exploration mm. process, um, that I, that I do working with people in general. Um, but you know, everybody has their own compass. That's yeah. for sure. I think that's really great to point out. Um, and it, and it's, I'd like that you shared what your compass looks like, uh, just as an example, you know, the the sort of the visual of the check mark. For me, um, the yes is that sense of expansion. It, feel, it feels like my heart is expanding for the yes, and it feels like my heart is contracting a little bit for the, mm-hmm. for the no, but maybe that's not as clear. Maybe I need to explore some other ways of um, finding the the answers to to my things, but I'm, I'm curious. Yeah. I, I, think, I think that's really interesting that you actually got a visual of the check mark and the X mark. <laughs> yeah. Cool. And I think if people, you know, want to just ask like whatever works for them, but ask for a clear sign, even if they haven't practiced getting messages, you know, through themselves, um, it's just, okay, give me a message, clear message through other people. Or as I walk down the street, is there something, you know, that can yeah. come up that gives me a sign? Yeah, that's interesting. That's interesting. Um, I want to, I'm going to have to sit with that one a little bit myself. And I, I do, I do like the idea of looking for signs. Um, and I think we have to come back to that source. Like we have to, you know, like you said earlier that, you know, you'd, you used to rely on mentors telling you what to, to do. And then you stopped doing that and you started looking inward for your own answers. If we're looking for signs, isn't that the same thing? Like looking outside of yourself? Yeah, looking outside of yourself. Yeah, uh, it's true. It's I, I would really just only suggest that for when you're starting out. Okay. Um, but and, at the end of the day, your like external reality is a reflection of your own microcosm. Okay, that's interesting. Um, so yeah, everything is giving you like. I yeah. think there's spirit animals, right? Like yeah. everything yeah. is giving you information at the okay, end I've, of the day. I've got I'm I'm just um, I'm thinking this out loud as we're as yeah. we're talking and I and I like it. And I and what I'm what I feel is right as I'm speaking it is when we see a see something outside of us, a sign, then your job is to go inward and say, what does that sign mean to me? Yeah. What does that represent to me? Like when I see hummingbirds, for instance, I feel like I'm on the right path. I'm doing the right thing. They're they're reaffirming something for me. That's my attachment, my meaning to something external. Okay. So you're, yeah, you're assigning, that's a good you know, addition to it is like, you're assigning, you're the one in charge of assigning the meaning of right. what you see and what's represented in your world. Right. So you can look at signs outward, but then take them inward and, and find something that resonates with you in the meaning of that, um, that symbol or whatever, just like dreams. You can right. be looking into a book that tells you the dream interpretations, or you can, and then find the interpretation that resonates with you that's by checking inward yeah yeah cool right rather than (gasps) taking that sign and then going to three friends and saying oh what do you think this sign means yeah you know each are going to give you a different description it could it could be helpful or not right right because they will be looking at that from the from the lens of their life right exactly very good i'm glad we figured that out (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) 
<laughs> awesome. Um, so what about the pros? What are the main pros of turning to spiritual tools in, in building your business or being guided by your business with your business? Yeah. So, um, I've created uh, a tool, um, that's around archetypes and oh, it's, yeah. I haven't invented archetypes, you know, they're, they're really all around us, but essentially, you know, there is, um, an energetic element of, uh, I think, for example, you got the healer, right. As, did, an archetype, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, as you went through the, the quiz that I have. Um, and so it's, you know, how can I, as a healer show up, you know, how, what does that mean in my business design essentially? Mm -hmm. And so uh, I think one of the pieces of advice for that is, you know, um, there are some stereotypes about how certain, you know, healers kind of like have to learn. I think it's part of the learning process of um, understanding where your boundaries lie and who you should help and who you shouldn't help and, right. you know, in certain circumstances. So, um, you know, the branding on your website might, you might want to create that as being super empathetic, right? Cause that's who you hmm. are as a, right. As yeah. a being, right. So, it's important to, you know, as you grow, for example, your team as well and have that team also, like if you have a copywriter, let's say to also like understand that these are part parts of my values. Right. Me. Yeah. Um, that, okay. That makes a lot of sense. And having the clarity around that. So you can, you basically are presenting yourself with your best self and identifying those, those archetypes, then you can take the language or the hints from that to put yourself forward in, in that light. Exactly. So I, so with me as an example, I should put a little bit more in on my website about that, that empathetic part, that, that skill that I know I have as a good listener. I'm, I'm a good listener. Mm -hmm. And that's a big part of what I do with my clients is I'm, I listen. <laughs> exactly. That's right. Yeah. So it's just, uh, you know, these are clues that help you understand yourself more and how you want to appear in the world. Great. Um, so it's just it's another form of helping you understand yourself better. Right. Um, it, and so, you know, yeah, again, each tool, you know, you, you may have a different relationship with right. uh, and they give you different pieces of information that can help you just refine what you're doing ultimately. Yeah. Right? And because as a healer, you want to really preserve your energy, right? For example, um, maybe in your case, you don't want to have to do a lot of discovery calls. Um, right. It's going to be super taxing on your energy, right? right. That's the biggest yeah. thing that you contribute to, to other people. Yeah. Um, and so how can you build out, you know, a way that you can bring in people um, to work with you without you having to do a hundred discovery calls. Right. Right. How can you bring in first and foremost, the right people, um, through your mess, your empathetic messaging that super resonates with them. And therefore, if you do get on a call, it's exactly with the right people. Right. You're not wasting your time. This, this um, or, you know, is there other forms like can you can you create a webinar or something like that where, you know, you're just you're doing one discovery call with a lot of people at right. once. Yeah, that's a really cool so idea. Again, something I've been thinking know, about, too. Uh, <laughs> so another way, again, like what can you do to conserve your your energy? Because that's what you bring. That's mm. super valuable uh, to your clients and to bringing space. Right. And so, you know, you have to hold that as precious. Mm. And so again, it's, so it's, it's just having that understanding, right. Um, versus there could be a different arch archetype who it's the opposite for them. Like they're meant to be, if they're a networker, which is another archetype that, that I have it, or, you know, someone who is meant to be out connecting constantly and mm. bringing forth ideas and connecting one person to another and my, micro communities together. 
right? Like they're going to have a different strategy um, than you. Right. So it's, it's how can we use those nuances in how we operate in, in general? That's really cool. And they're, they're brush strokes, aren't they? They're little nuances, like you said, that can make all the difference. How many archetypes are there? I have 12 and okay. I really created them around people that I know and some of my clients. Okay. So I had some so you real, created, you know, use, you use created cases. These, and, yeah. Sorry, sorry. I'm, over, I'm talking over you. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I it was it's really was created around real people that I knew. Um, okay. And then, you know, I had them go through the quiz and they got the archetype that, you know, was correct. So I think this has ultimately become an energetic process. So, right. you know, not to overthink, you know, what you end up uh, answering inside the quiz, but, you know, you'll, you'll ultimately get the right, you know, archetype for you. Um, and so, uh, yeah, so, you know, there's many more that are, that are out there, but I think those are the main ones right. that, know i've worked with and who will ultimately become my clients right Very um, good. And, so- and, and on that note for anybody that's listening to this uh, we're going to include the link to the quiz so you can you can do it as well you can go through it there's several questions that uh, michelle asks and it's supposed to be the first thing that comes to your mind um, with the answers. And then you get a an archetype that describes you. And I was pretty surprised at how bang on it felt when I read that. I'm like, yeah, that, that's me. <laughs> that's me. <laughs> so uh, give that a try. And it's, uh, yeah, we'll, sh- we'll put the link in the, in the show notes for you to, to check that out. So very cool. I didn't realize you designed that as well. So very neat. Yeah, like I said, I, I didn't design archetypes. Uh, I've been keenly curious about about them and, and we see them everywhere. It's, you know, ultimately we're kind of going through our specific hero's journey, uh, essentially. And um, so it's just looking at, you know, what aspects of that, again, can I integrate into my business, but also, you know, into my life? Like what's What's my lifestyle as a healer, for example? Like, what is it that's that's really going to help me um, just, in, you know, enjoy my life? And how can, again, how can I integrate and, and design the business around my life as mm-hmm. well? Um, so there's little hints and clues, and I'll be expanding on this um, a body of work as well over time. So um, developing a guide for that, which I'll, I'll definitely share with you. Um, Brilliant. That'd be really cool. Really cool. All right. I want to, I've got one last question for you. Um, and that is, if there was one, one single guiding principle for the higher conscious entrepreneur or higher conscious individual, somebody that wanted to have a, make a positive impact in the world, what would that be? What would that one guiding principle be? So I don't know if I can narrow it to one, but I'll talk <laughs> about several. You know, one we mentioned already, which is the capacity to tap into your higher self mm. uh, as you go through your decision-making process, right? Because okay. we, we have so much stimuli and yeah. so much information about what we should and shouldn't do and how we should operate in our business it can be really overwhelming if we're looking at all the the different things that are possibilities that are out there. Um, but uh, again, tuning into an alignment of like, okay, what is really truly my next step and not getting distracted by everything else. Um, and then, you know, I think it's really patience and resilience as well. And um Again, letting things, this is again from my own experience, because uh, I, you know, wish we were in an angelic time Mm -hmm. (laughs) where it's like, you know, uh, I think of the idea and then it manifests right away, which yes, some things can manifest very quickly, but when you're building out um, a business that is, you know, much bigger, right? It just, it takes time and you need to allow 
for your ideas to flourish and for them to to come in to divine timing. Mm. And if you try to quicken that process because you're operating from survival mode and you want money quickly, right? And so you're like, all right, I've got to get that webinar out because I need to funnel people into my program tomorrow, right? And so you may do things faster than they're really ready Right. Um, and so yeah. it's it's just allowing yourself to have to really take nature's course in how things develop and flourish and that's really you know where you're going to get the best outcome and the highest quality um you know products and ideas for your for the people you're here to serve um so it's not giving into the the rush culture that mm. that we are a part of, and uh, and yes, some things we want to do fast, but some things we actually want to really take our time with and water and nourish and yeah. allow them to take its course. Um, mm. And so it's yeah, having that that understanding of the longer term game of it and just like enjoying that process of the creation process as you go along. Right. Beautifully said, Michelle, I really like that. And I I believe in the absolute truth and in what you said, and, and it starts with uh, tapping into that source, tapping into inner wisdom and listening to the guidance that comes from that. And when you listen to the guidance, you will also be told, as I have been told, to trust, to take your time, to slow mm-hmm. down, to allow, to surrender. Yeah. And that all comes from listening, listening to that source. So wonderful. Mm-hmm. I am so delighted to have met you, to have had the opportunity to have this conversation, to learn about your programs, to learn about the wisdom that you are teaching the world and how you are helping and serving so many people to step into their brilliance and shine their light. I think it's uh, it's beautiful. And I'm, I'm just delighted we had the chance to connect. Uh, if people wanted to um, connect with you directly, um, is there, what's the best way for them to do that? And we'll also include this in the show notes as well, but um, why don't you tell us what's the best way for them to connect with you? Uh, yeah, so you can go to my website. It's uh, Michelle, M-I-C-H-E-L-E, Parade, one L. <laughs> with one L, yes, one L. Yeah. P-A-R-A-D, um, dot com. And so you can go there, you can find that quiz. Uh, you can also email me at care at michelleparad.com. Awesome. Um, and I'd be delighted to yeah, speak with you. And um, yes. this has been so enjoyable. Thank awesome. you so much for, for having me on your show. And you just have beautiful energy yourself. And this has been such a delightful yeah, conversation. Awesome. Yes, I agree. It's been wonderful. So thank you again, Michelle, for joining me and Joyful Journeyer. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you got as much value out of this show as I did. And we will catch you next time. Bye for now. Thank you for joining me on the Joyful Journey podcast. If anything resonated for you from today's show, or if you are looking for more clarity in your life, clarity of purpose or how to activate that purpose, then head over to joyfuljourney.ca and become a member of our community. We'll start by sending you a free download of our three guiding principles to inner wisdom, which will give you a great foundation for finding the clarity you are seeking. And you'll become part of a growing community of people who are raising the collective consciousness. So head over to joyfuljourney.ca and I look forward to connecting with you directly.